When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Monday edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. Jamison Tyone, take two, was just as good as the first edition. We're going to talk his second start and what that might mean. Glaber Torres kind of contradicted uh, Brian Cashman this weekend and then walked back his earlier comments. We don't really know what's going on there. We'll try to examine it. A couple of people are making their way onto the roster bubble. Jay Bruce, Lucas Lutke, our man from the left side. We're going to talk about what that might mean. And has someone pulled ahead in the number five starter race? It definitely feels like it. Folks, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review alongside a mailbag question. We will be more than happy to answer that. Thomas Carinante, happy Monday, new week, solid Yankees baseball over the weekend, and we learn about as much as you can from a weekend of meaningless spring training games. Yeah, baby, new week, new dreams. Uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing from the pitching. I know we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. First week of spring training, nothing definitive at this point, but it's much better than seeing disaster strike because how often are we used to to witnessing that year in and year out, especially with the pitching depth or with some questions in the middle part or, you know, kind of the, the back end area of the bullpen where um, things start getting a little bit dicey. Um, I'm liking what I'm seeing. We're going to get into it and we're going to talk a lot about it. But uh, 
I think we got to you got to tell the folks a little something before we do that. I think I do real quick before we get into it. Support for Yanks Go Yard is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Those are 27 rings. Those are jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. That's why Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. They've got the best ball hair trimmer ever. The Lawnmower 3.0 that comes in their perfect package 3.0 kit. You'll also get uh, the Crop Preserver and anti chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, as well as the Crop Reviver. These are going to prevent your balls from stinking and sticking. Two of the worst things that they can do throw in a free pair of high performance boxer briefs and a travel shed bag to store your grooming goodies. And that is a hell of a deal for Manscaped. If this interests you, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. And the balls were thankful on Saturday that they stayed in the park during Jameson Tyone's outing. Uh, it's hard to really, you know, map out a perfect spring training outing for a guy trying to make a comeback. Tyone obviously did not pitch in 2020, barely pitched in 2019. But since these games don't matter, uh, you don't just want to see somebody plowing through the opposition with clean innings. It's helpful. It's, it's fun to watch somebody dominate. But you do want to watch your, your pitcher get into a spot of trouble, navigate the spots that he was probably comfortable with in 2018 that he hasn't really seen in three years. Tyone went easily through his first inning of work against his old team, so there's this emotional factor. Of course, his second start of the spring and the first one where he's actually pushing his pitch count is against Pittsburgh in the first outing. It was relief in the back of Garrett Cole. He threw an inning on seven pitches and then he took him out and just sent him to the bullpen to do the rest of his work. Cool. And he looked dominant, but you know, that doesn't help anybody quite as much in this game. First inning strikeout, Dustin Fowler strikeout, Brian Reynolds, Colin Moran line out easy as it gets. Second inning traffic on the bases, Todd Frazier, single Gregory Polanco, single first and second, no outs, Eric Gonzalez, pop out, strike at Anthony Alford, walk to Michael Perez, strike out of Kevin Kramer swinging, all in, that was 39 pitches and two shutout for Tyone, who navigated first and second, nobody out. Uh, it's kind of been Tyone weekend. He sort of owned the narrative. Uh, Corey Kluber did a bullpen sesh on Monday. Garrett Cole, because of the rain, did not start a game this weekend either. He was bumped out of that Pittsburgh game and gave Tyone the spotlight. So he kind of owned the narrative this weekend, and uh, I think everybody liked what they saw. The chatter has been wholly positive around the Yankees and their two competing number two starters this spring. Thomas Carinante, how are you feeling about what you've seen from Tyone so far? It's all you can ask for, man. And I wrote about how I feel like we can start getting a little bit excited about this trade. I know there were mixed reviews when he was initially brought over. There were mixed reviews for a couple of reasons. One was because his injury history. Second Tommy John surgery, and not that the cancer is anything that's like a, a, an injury-prone thing, but he also had that, which held him back from playing. So you're like, wow, this is a big question mark. You don't really know what's going to happen. Uh, second Tommy John surgery. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time-traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We gotta go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Specifically, very, very troubling. Um, and... It, Everything, everything that's wrapped up into that 
with him hardly pitching since 2019, uh, you throw in the next marquee acquisition is Corey Kluber, who also hasn't pitched much since 2019. So while letting you know Tanaka go and James Paxton go uh to Paxton yeah I know last year he was injury prone but he made what 29 starts in his first year with the Yankees in 2019 uh Tanaka pretty much been a workhorse uh ever since suffering a partially torn UCL you're going from two guys who uh have generally been been good for you to two question marks who are going to be limited this year and are solely a play for October um, I like the gamble. Um, I'm, I still am a little bit skeptical of it because we need to see it in action. Uh, but every sign from Tyone right now is encouraging. He goes, he comes in for that one inning after relieving Cole last week, mows down the competition this week, does more of the same in the first inning and then shows he can get himself out of trouble. Uh, his delivery clearly looks different. So he's done some work there. Um, and I think what you just said not that this is anything battle tested because it's the first week of, week of spring training, but he showed a little bit of uh, resiliency on the mound, loading the bases, two outs, and then trusted his fastball, which has he's still working up the velocity on to get to strike out Kevin Kramer. Um, he, I believe, he hit ninety three on the gun uh, this week, which is the highest he has. Uh, I typically believe for his career he's averaged around ninety five, ninety six. So there's still a little bit more he could dial up, but. You love to see the the sweeping curveball that kind of uh, was was the was in the spotlight for his first outing, um, and then he showed a lot of mix of stuff because he threw nearly forty pitches in his two innings of work on Saturday, and the fact that he was able to get through the lineup in the first inning with ease, and then show that he can still mow people down with the threat of a lot of people on base. Uh, after issuing a walk to, to load the bases with two outs tells me a lot. Um, and that's, that's a great sign for somebody who's pitched in what third under 40 innings over the last two years or under 35 innings the last two years. So a lot more reasons to be encouraged, especially with the package the Yankees gave up. Remember not a lot of guys here that mattered for them. They were mostly trading from positions of depth. Like we're talking about for however long the Yankees window is within the next two years. They don't really need to be looking at projectable prospects for four or five years down the road. Um, so more of an excitement to be more of a reason to be excited about this trade. We're liking what we're seeing out of Tyone and we just hope it continues. We're going to stay optimistic because that's, that's only the way to, that's really the only way to do it. I'm optimistic. Yeah. They, they traded like Miguel Yahore, who who's the guy who, you know, we like him that there's, mm-hmm. there's interest there, but he's also the kind of guy who is in danger of losing a roster spot at some point this year. Like they're guys on the fringe of the 40 man who you can't hold forever. So you, you can't declare the trade a win yet in the same way that you can't declare the Garrett Richards signing in Boston, a loss yet, despite the fact that he's been rocked twice in spring training, which is a little bit funny considering how much of a victory lap, uh, Bostonians took after signing him and, and rubbing in our face when we signed Kluber to basically the same contract eh, passes the past. I'm not going to be one to bring that up now, but uh, Tyone and Kluber early returns are pretty impressive and hopefully they only keep building because right now we are in the portion of the Yankee season where the only thing that can hold them back, the roster is so good and they're reminding you of it every day. The only thing that can hold them back is health and losing people and losing key pieces and losing too many pieces of the trip over the line, which brings us to Glaber Torres last year who uh, was supposed to be sort of an MVP candidate. Uh, I think most of us thought after his near 40 homer 2019 season, 
he would probably find that swagger and bring it immediately to the uh, regular season, which became a shortened season. Uh, and then when he reported uh, in the middle of the summer, it became clear he wasn't quite the same guy, wasn't quite ready. Now, forgivable to not be ready. Uh, 2020 was a season unlike any other. Many of us were not ready to report to our jobs every day during the summer either. Uh, totally understand sort of being off for a month before turning it on in September. But there's been a bit of a war of words this offseason between Cashman and Torres. It's been subtle and it's been sort of strange and unexpected because uh, it, it appears that they do agree uh, on the on the topic at hand uh, and, and have been butting heads sort of subtly through the media for seemingly no reason. Brian Cashman a few weeks ago talked about how Torres was not in shape when he reported to camp. Uh, when Torres was asked about that, he said, the past is the past. I can't control what people say after reporting to spring training. That's not great. I mean, it's just a subtle shade comment. It's, you know, it's not a locker room breaker, but it's an, it's not an acknowledgement of guilt in, in the process that maybe you were out of shape, maybe take responsibility for that instead of going after someone's right to say what they said. And on the R2C2 podcast this week, Glaber said, when we lost versus Tampa, I rested literally two weeks. I told my wife, hey, babe, this year we don't have a vacation at all. I just want to get in shape again. So that's confusing because now sort of Glaber is owning that narrative this weekend. And so the latest edition of the Glaber discourse is that he admits he wasn't in shape. So why was it necessarily a problem when Brian Cashman said that? Do you have thoughts? And can we just forget this? I would love to forget this. I uh, The sad part is, is that it's happening. And I think it's kind of irresponsible to just pretend like it doesn't exist because it's now gone back and for this is now the third time we're, we're hearing about it and Cashman's comments were you could say inflammatory at the end of the year about Gleyber Torres did not commit to him being the starting shortstop before 2021 had these whatever you want to call them disparaging comments about not showing up to camp in shape saying that he's probably a better second baseman than a shortstop so you can't ignore this. And then Glaber makes those comments last week, which makes it seem like he has, he's taken exception to what the general manager had said about him. And then he appears on the R2 C2 podcast with Ryan Rucco and uh, CC Sabathia and opens up about all of it. Like you just said, the quote that he talked about getting in shape again, he told them that he realized this year that he needs to make sweeping changes to his diet. He completely cut junk food out. He has like one cheat day, a week or every two weeks or something. Uh, he mentioned that the pandemic, the pause after um, spring training got canceled, really screwed with his routine. He wasn't getting as much work in as he had liked to. Uh, but at the same time, like, why can't you just get work in? Even though the spring, you know, the, we saw players practicing and working out um, elsewhere or just in in limited groups when when all of that had happened. I don't know. Not my business. Um, but he did talk about how it was all thrown off. He did talk about how he wasn't in the kind of shape that he had. He would have preferred to be heading into summer camp. So, uh, I mean, it's nice that he had the platform to feel a little bit more comfortable because look, someone's asking you this question at spring training in front of the media. Uh, you're going to feel a little bit differently than sitting down with a former Yankee player and a very, uh, very friendly broadcaster in Ruko kind of being like, hey, man, you know, take us through what happened last year. It was a very trying season for everybody. What happened with you? What issues were there? Whatever. You're going to feel more relaxed and more willing to be candid about the subject. So um, maybe he didn't feel comfortable being like, yeah, guys, I, I didn't feel great coming out of you know, the pause and didn't feel like I got the proper work in in front of the media. And it was probably a little bit more of a safe space to him to reveal a little bit more of the intricacies about 
why it was so complicated after that first pause to guys like uh, Ruko and Sabathia. So um, hopefully we can move on. Uh, I, I would love to. Uh, he's proven everybody wrong, though. He looks great. He's swinging the bat well. He hasn't really made any mistakes at shortstop. So power to Glaber. Uh, if he wants to stick it to management by being non-confrontational about this in front of the media, I support it if he's going to answer all the questions with his play on the field. So let's go Glaber, baby. Yeah, hot start for him. I mean, a, a lot. I mean, add him to the list of people who look more locked in so far this spring than at any point last year. Uh, Gary Sanchez, Miguel Andujar, like all these people sort of, uh, you know, we're not talking fringe rostered players, but we are talking people with a lot to prove. And so I would say, like you said, definitely felt more comfortable talking to Ruko and Sabathia than he might have in, in a press conference getting inundated by the media, especially in the way that these questions are framed. Right, He's readily admitting that he knew he had to buckle down this offseason and be the best version of himself when he arrived this spring. Whereas when the question is pitched to you, you know, Brian Cashman made some comments about how you didn't show up in shape. You want to talk about that? It's less, you know, it's not agreeable. It's not, this is an opportunity to brag, right? He, he's taking the narrative back and saying, I knew what I had to do. I showed up for 2021 in completely different shape. And I said it to my wife, you know, as soon as we were eliminated in the playoffs, I said, here's what I have to do. So he's owning it now. When it's framed negatively and it's like Cashman says you look bad. Any comment like that's not a fun, you know, I don't want to acknowledge those comments either. I'd rather go on Ryan Rucco and CC's about these podcasts and talk about what I actually did do to improve rather than relitigate the past. So hopefully more of the same from Glaber moving forward, who does look limber, looks better at the plate. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, a couple people nudging themselves onto the roster conversation and the five starter race is beginning to materialize. Stick around. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. A number of names have emerged as fan favorites this offseason. We have talked about a couple ad nauseum. We haven't given enough credence to a few people who've definitely earned it. So let's start off this roster bubble conversation in the Monday bubble update. Uh, Duke off, off the bubble. Got to win the ACC tournament. No chance unless they do that. Uh, on the bubble, firmly, Jay Bruce, uh, who is, you know, we've talked about Derek Dietrich's versatility so far. Uh, much ink has been spilled about that, but Bruce's versatility, uh, you know, is, is sort of going under the radar. The Yankees are doing the same thing with Bruce that they're doing with Dietrich. They're starting him in multiple positions. Bruce has played outfield. Bruce has played first base so far this year. And Bruce showed up, uh, in Sunday's game off the bench, which is something that Dietrich has not done. Um, he pinch hit and he, he got two ABs on Sunday. So he played back to back days. That's something that Derek Dietrich hasn't done yet. It's been start or bust for Dietrich. Uh, Bruce destroyed another home run on Saturday. Uh, and after the game said, you know, if I'm healthy, I know I'm good enough to make the team basically, which not really a boast. It is true. Definitely a good enough baseball player to make this team and fills a need for another lefty power bat off the bench. Uh, Thomas, what say you with regard to Jay Bruce's chances of making this roster so far? Ah, it's, he's gotten off to the best start you possibly can four for eight. He's only struck out once. He's got that home run. He's played first base. He, so that's, that's kind of giving the Yankees all the ammo they need at this very moment. This obviously has to continue for the rest of spring training, but you look at a guy like Bruce battle tested veteran over 300 career home runs provides good at bats is a serviceable defender. Now, if he could play some first base, gives you a lot of versatility with moving guys around like Luke Voigt, maybe moving to DH or getting the day off or whatever you want to do. Um, so I, and those comments, you got to like the, you got to like the comments, putting pressure on the other guys who he's directly competing with. So 
I like I said a million times before, I think that the more veterans on this team, the better the Yankees have enough young guys. How many the list goes on and on. Um, so the more that they can round out this roster with players who give provide quality at bats are reliable on de- reliable slash versatile on defense um, and can provide that influential influential voice in the locker room. I know the Yankees have veterans like Brett Gardner, um, like Garrett Cole. Uh, like Luke Voigt, who have kind of uh, showed that inclination to be that a, a leader in a sense. Um, but the Yankees don't have an unquestioned leader. And I, I don't think I'm wrong with saying that. They don't have the unquestioned goat. Like it was CC Sabathia. CC Sabathia was the guy who you would ask, hey, dude, like what's going on? Like what's going on with this skid? Or, you know, what do you like seeing out of these young guys? Like he was very candid. He set the tone. He was very much clearly a mentor for so many guys uh, because of his demeanor and because of his passion. Um, I'm not taking a shot at any Yankees player saying that I don't think that there is an unquestioned leader. Um, I just think that uh, this installment of the team could probably use just more and more veteran voices to fill what's kind of uh, a void in that sense. And the more influential guys that you have who have been around for a while can prove to be valuable in more ways than one. So I think Bruce's Bruce's play is forcing the issue in addition to his career uh, legwork and the fact that he, he is a a veteran. So best start possible for him. Love the fire. He talked about how he liked being on, on this side of the line, finally on a world series contending team. So um, I think it's probably looking best for him right now in terms of the, uh, in terms of the non-roster invites. Yeah, I would agree. Um, You know, we all want to like Dietrich and we all do like Dietrich. These are guys who, Oh man. I mean, you just want to find a way to keep him at triple a that's, that's really all I want to say. Um, you know, there's, there's no doubt about it. it's going to be hard to crunch all these people onto the roster. There are so many people onto the roster, by the way, that you look at certain sects of Yankee fans who are like making like clamoring for things I hadn't even considered. They're like Bruce for Mike Ford's roster spot, make it happen. And I'm like, Mike Ford doesn't have a roster spot. Yeah. <laughs> Like Dietrich over Andujar, or we riot. Like neither of those people can make their like Andujar's not going to be on the team. I like, and I get it, but just there are people who a lot of there are so few roster spots. People are grandfathering people from other seasons onto the roster that aren't even going to make it. So it's going to be exceedingly difficult for Bruce, and it's probably going to take a Talkman deal. Um, but once again, a lot of smoke, possibly some fire there. Yeah. Can't rule that out, and I I won't rule that out. Um, but moving on to another one of our our faves. Uh, and it got, I mean, it, complete buzzsaw. It's going to take a lot to pitch your way into the bullpen this year, but it's also hard to be better than Lucas Lukey's been so far. The 33-year-old lefty, three innings, two hits, eight strikeouts. Uh, got Bryce Harper yesterday. Has has just buzzsawed people with the curveball from the left side. Um, and it's real major league hitters too now. He's he's up the ante. Uh, hasn't pitched in the big since 2015. Just want to give another brief shout out. We we have talked about him in the past, but he was better on Sunday than he'd been in either of his previous outings, in which he was already really good. So um, what, this is a triple-A stash, probably. Unlikely he makes the roster over a guy like Nick Nelson. Jonathan Loizaga has hardly looked like someone who deserves to lose a roster spot this year, too. He's, he's also been very good. But, God, I mean, God damn, he's been awesome. He has been. No walks, two hits, and... This is for a guy who has not pitched in the major since 2015. Like you said, he missed all of 2018 and all of 2020 
2018 due to injury, 2020 due to the pandemic. And he's coming out firing like this. Look, I don't think it's likely he makes the opening day roster, but I think he's likely a stash, but I think he continues to press the issue. Why? Because you look at the Yankees, they did add Justin Wilson this offseason, but guess what? He just started pitching to live batters uh, late last week because of, he had some travel issues coming coming from Texas. Um, so he's going to be behind this spring, and you don't you never know what, what the deal is going to be. Um, and you look at how the Yankees added Darren O'Day. Darren O'Day is um, the deceptive throwing righty whose velocity is worlds different from everybody in this bullpen, right? Most of the people in this bullpen throw 96 or harder on their fastball. O'Day sits high 80s, low 90s, and then has a sweeping slider that's in the 70s. So the deception there with the drastic velocity change, I think is going to do wonders for the bullpen. And then you look at a guy like Lutke, who is, he's not, he's not deceptive, but his velocity is much different. He's a left-hander, which is so important to the Yankees because they love to play the matchups. Look at the left, look at like the lefties who have been non Zach Britton and enrolled as Chapman over the, over the few years, Zach Britton and enrolled as Chapman are not situational guys anymore. They, they, it's pretty much been proven that, they, that we don't want to do that with them. They are set up and set up man and closer. That that should be their roles, and that's the end of it. You look at the other guys we've had over the years: Luis Avilon, Chasen Shreve, <laughs> Tommy Lane. I know Tommy good Lane Lord. had that good 2016, but 2017 was a disaster. Stephen Tarpley tried, and Nestor Cortez tried, just didn't work. These can't be the other lefties you have in the bullpen in the event you need to bring somebody in to face a lefty or you want to play the matchups. It's just not it. So. I think it's interesting if the Yankees bump somebody else off the roster and maybe bring Luke on the opening day roster. I know it's probably not going to happen, but you look at his stuff. It's perfect for playing the matchups. It's deceptive because it, you have a guy like you have a guy like Wilson who averages 95, 96 on his fastball Chapman. Who's between 98 and hundred and Britain. Who's 96, 97. You have a guy who's throwing low nineties and then has change up and curve in the low eighties. That changes everything. So I think there's value if he continue. First of all, let, let's get this out of the way. He has to continue on somewhat of this trajectory. Obviously, he's not going to keep throwing scoreless innings the entire spring. But even if he's like 75% of what he's doing right now, I think it's a question that the Yankees have to ask themselves. And then you look at Aaron Boone, who said this guy has really jumped out at us. This is considerable. So a lot of a uh, lot of things to consider here. I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. But I also don't think we should be surprised if it does happen. I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, I, and, you know, Boone's comment, whether it means he makes the roster or not, it means he's on the radar. So, yeah. you know, the most important thing this year, everyone has said it a trillion times, is relievers with options. As long as you have relievers, you can shuttle back and forth. You've got a hot commodity. Lukey is a guy who's going to come up. He's, he's made it clear he should be on the major league roster, helping out at some point in time. Uh, someone's going to, whether he starts the year there or not, someone's going to go down. There will be opportunities and Boone singled him out. You know, those opportunities will be filled potentially by this man. And he has more than earned a second or third look so far. So finally, let's close with a look at the fifth starter race. So far, this is pretty clear cut to me. Um, and I didn't see, I didn't foresee it going in this direction, but I think it's, it's borderline, you know, pending a quick reversal um, there's, let's just say there's a clear advantage here. Um, on Thursday, David Garcia got a chance to go to the mound against the Phillies, uh, looked a lot, you know, like the inconsistent Davey we saw at the end of last year, a lot of swing and misses nine and two innings, three whiffs. 
but did give up two solo home runs. One to Scott Kingery, one to Odubel Herrera. Cut to Friday. Domingo Herman stepping on the mound for the first time in 550 days. Anticipated a little rust. Didn't necessarily think he had nastiest stuff in the world to begin with. I uh, thought there was a wide variety of outcomes, none of which would have shocked me. Uh, but I would have been more surprised by good performance and bad performance. Smash cut to two innings, one hit, four strikeouts, no walks, basically no beyond base. The first inning was flawless. Um, came to the mound, struck out Robbie Grossman on three pitches. Jacoby Jones fly out. Willie Castro strikeout. Uh, Domingo's a veteran. Uh, they're not sending him in a triple A. Davey Garcia wasn't really supposed to be on the roster last year. Uh, he sort of snuck to the front of the line after making some uh, changes at the alternate site and put up some huge starts for the Yankees down the stretch. But their goal was not to have Davey Garcia making big league starts last year. I think that's safe to say. Uh, Domingo Herman is the early clear favor for me. I, I don't really think it's particularly close right now. Yeah, right now. Things can change, though. But I think just like last year, this year, they're not going to want to give Davey starts right out of the gate. I think they love what they have in Davey. I think he still needs time in the minor leagues. Um, he's got, he's uh, like, we're not entirely worried about the home run issues, but what happens when you have minor league options, you work in the minor leagues to, to fix those. And, uh, you have, there's a reason they kept her uh, whether you agree with it or not. I think we made it pretty clear that we don't agree with it. Uh, given what his teammates have said about him, given how the entire situation has been handled. Uh, we are certainly not fans of it. At least I am not, but, there's a reason the Yankees did this. They like what they see in him. They like the fact that he could round out the rotation with tremendous depth and with very few question marks, given how promising his 2018 was, even though his ERA was over four. Um, and if he's coming out dealing like that in spring, look, he's got a little, he's got a little bit of uh, chip on his shoulder at this point because there's been a lot of calls for him to be released among the fan base. It's pretty split at this point. Um, I think whether you want Herman on the team or not, uh, he has faced the outward criticism from his teammates. Uh, I think the bet Luke Voigt put it best. He's like, look, he's our teammate. We got his back, but, but he's on thin ice. Like he knows this isn't acceptable. He knows he, this, the, his actions are deplorable and he, he knows where he stands. So he knows that he has to work back into the good graces of management of his teammates. And if he's just concentrating on baseball right now and that's, and he's working to get back to where he was, I know it's been a very long time since he hasn't pitched, but like we were just talking about with Tyone, this is probably the best result you can see from somebody who hasn't been on the mound in a while. And somebody who's been dealing with a ton of adversity ever since. And I mean, Domingo Hormans was self-inflicted adversity that he put on himself and didn't help his cause whatsoever. Um, but we can only hope he's learned from the behavior. We can only hope that he's going to use social media, uh, in the correct manner at this point. And as long as he's focusing on baseball and improving himself as a person, that's all you can ask for. And I think the Yankees truly are going to want to see more of Davey in the minor leagues. And they're going to probably want to roll with Herman in the fifth spot. Um, assuming Herman can show that he's at anywhere near his 2018 form. And if Davey is still showing some issues with uh, giving up home runs um, and uh, working through his pitch mix still. So I would agree with you here. Yeah. You, I mean, you had judge and Torres in the comments on Instagram after his start showing him love you know, that's obviously surface level stuff. It's the, you know, the least you can ask of a teammate is to show love in Instagram comments. But like Voight said, he's on thin ice, but the, the team is not ruling out supporting Domingo Herman. Uh, and they did that very publicly in the, you know, public sphere in his Instagram comments. So take it that way you will. But after one round, pretty clear advantage. 
uh, for Domingo. Uh, that is it for this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. What a Monday it is. What a week is on the way. Let's keep things healthy. Let's keep things churning. And let's keep the topics positive. Much more fun that way. Until next time, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us those five-star reviews and mailbag questions. We'd love to answer them. I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. In the meantime, please also head over uh, to yanksgoyard.com. We got plenty of content going up there for you. Talk to us on the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at yanksgoyardfs. The Yankees are off today. We'll see. We'll, we'll we'll see them in action on Tuesday, and we'll talk to you next on Wednesday, everyone. Take care. Oh yeah. See ya. You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you, and all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions, plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.